With Auburn's new defensive scheme, we'll tell you who we think benefits most from what Ron Roberts will do defensively in 2023. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Talking all things scheme on this Ferg Friday with Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Two new coordinators, obviously, to complement the new head coach and the rest of the, the coaching staff that Coach Freeze has brought in. But Ferg, over the last few weeks, we've been talking a lot about a lot of new defenders that we're going to see. And they brought in rotation pieces, it looks like, on the defensive line. But let's start with the linebackers, which I think going into the transfer portal period would have been the weakest position group on the team. And then you go out and you get Austin Keys, the former Ole Miss linebacker. You go out and get Demario Tolan, the former LSU linebacker. And all of a sudden, you're getting a little bit more depth and experience into the room. But with what Roberts is going to do with these linebackers, who do you think kind of benefits the most? From what we can tell, a lot of variables that we don't know the answers to quite yet, but who do you think is going to benefit the most as far as how Roberts likes to use linebackers based on what we've seen at Baylor? Yeah, I, I really like, you know, Austin Keys a lot. You know, he's a, he's a big dude. He's got a lot of experience being, a, you know, a linebacker in the SEC West the last couple of years. But I, I really like scheme-wise, I really love Demario Tolan just because he's like he's very versatile, very athletic guy and like yeah. can do a lot of different things for you at LSU last season. I know there were people in Baton Rouge that were like, yeah, this dude's going to be a starter here sooner rather than later. He ends up coming to Auburn and it's just I, I like Tolan's ability to kind of do some of everything. And I think I think that's kind of be going to be the big thing for this for this defense is that um, there's a lot of blitz, there's a lot more blitzing that you do from the inside linebacker spot than you might have done, uh, you know, under. Uh, under the last two defense coordinators for Auburn, under Kevin Steele uh, specifically as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I Tolan was one of those guys where I just think athletically he checks so many different boxes that I'm really intrigued to see kind of how they put them put him into in range. And I mean, you've got Tolan, you've got Keys, Cam Riley. I mean, I I, I do think this is a scheme that can really kind of open some things up for for Cam Riley uh, some more as well, just to you know give him a variety of things to do. Um, and see where he kind of goes because he has such a unique kind of size yeah. uh, and skill set at that position. So, yeah, but I, I keep going back to Tolan just because he was such a good linebacker coming out of, out of high school, and he goes down to LSU and finds a way to get on the field, finds a way to get some people's attention early on, and, like, that's the type of player that Auburn needed more uh, at the linebacker spot just because um, it, it's a lot, you know, outside of Cam Riley – uh, and West Steiner, you've got a lot of dudes that are don't have a ton of experience. So getting those guys in with experience uh, in, in a variety of schemes, I think is going to help them. The small sample size of Tolan, I think, represents a lot more upside than anybody else in the linebacker room right now. Even yeah. even with Keys, you know, we saw him play 400 snaps last year for Ole Miss. Didn't score super well. And you and I have talked about PFF kind of being hit or miss based on what you're looking at. I don't know if Ole Miss's scheme really helped their linebackers a whole lot. And their defense Last wasn't year. great as in, in totally. general. So, yeah, totally. it's hard to pluck an individual out of that. And yeah. Say, yeah, yeah, he got it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But uh, Tolan, you know, his 20 snaps against Alabama, 
On mm-hmm. several of those, he was asked to, to spy Bryce Young. Obviously, that's really, really exciting. That's also the game where he scored the highest. But uh, just with Roberts wanting to, you know, he puts linebackers close to the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of simulated pressure. And I think you asked him a few questions about, like, Havoc rating yeah. and, and stuff yeah. like that, which I thought was really interesting that you shared in the newsletters uh, at Auburn Observer. But I just, to me, he checks all of the boxes for all of this. Yeah, I think if you're wanting to look at linebackers, like what what is the future of the linebacker spot? What does Auburn want at linebacker moving forward, this inside linebacker spot? I would look, and this is, you know, again, this is going to be kind of, I'm going to say this and people are going to be like, well, yeah, of course. But um, I would look at like what Georgia and Alabama, LSU have done at inside linebacker in the past because that's kind of the same kind of setup. You know, we talk about, simulated pressures mm-hmm. about creepers um you know one of the things that makes georgia so scary on defense not the fact that not just the fact that they're all five stars and they're right. all you yeah. know death Ta- machines uh, talent yeah. aside right on aside uh, glenn schumann does a great job of using simulated pressures and for those of you who don't know what simulated pressures are it's like if you've ever watched uh you, you ever watch georgia or baylor lsu any of these and other teams do it as well alabama will do it They'll get to the line of scrimmage, and it'll be like there's guys with their hands in the dirt, and there's guys you know on the edge, and at linebacker, and it's like they're moving around. It's like you don't know which one's coming and which one's going, uh, in terms of dropping back into coverage or going at you know going after you uh, in pressure. And so what they do is is they try to make it so that before the snap, the lines having to, the line, the quarterback's trying to have to figure out okay who are we gonna have to block. Snap comes, they may only send four, but it might be three linemen and a linebacker mm-hmm. and drop another guy. But because of everything, it, it you know, it, you can do more with less and still have seven in coverage, still have eight in coverage at some time, but still get a crazy good uh, pass rush because you were able to, you know, successfully simulate, hey, we're bringing this guy. Oh, wait, no, we're not. Actually, we're coming right here with you. And so linebackers are key to that because you want your linebackers. They're not going to be your top pass rushers, but if you want to use them, they might be able to occupy a spot where you got to be athletic enough and you got to be good enough at getting to the quarterback where if you're shooting it down the middle, you've got to be able to get yeah. pressed and let some of those other guys kind of eat while also being able to drop back in coverage because sometimes you're going to want to bluff and you're going to want to show that you're, you're blitzing and then you back off. And the line's still at a, in a frenzy, and the quarterback's still in a frenzy, and you can still you know affect the passer. And Georgia is so good at doing that. Go watch their national title game, other games. Right. Like they got a sack, and they only sent four. But before the snap, it looked like they might have been sending seven. Yeah, like, that's 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 a Ron. That is a Ron Roberts specialty. He is the godfather of the creeper simulated pressure, and so many really good defensive coordinators across football. Not even guys who work for him, although he's had a lot of awesome dudes work for him. Yep. Um, are, are really good at that. And linebackers are so key to that part of their, their scheme. Yep. Imitations, the greatest form of flattery or whatever. Is that the phrase? But I don't think people realize, and Auburn fans talk about this a lot, just because the offensive line has been what it has been for the last five years from the Auburn perspective. But so many people don't realize like how difficult yeah. blitz pickup is. And so when you've hard. got these five dudes, like, You've got to adjust and like what you're seeing in front of you, and you've got to communicate like, okay, you got him, I got him, you know. And over time, like if you do that over the course of 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 a game, Ferg, eventually you're going to make it uh, the wrong decision. 
Yeah. I mean, make make college athletes make decisions over and over and over mm -hmm. and over again, and eventually they're going to mess up, and you're going to get Demario Tolan or Marcus Hare. I mean, somebody's going to go unblocked, and if it's like a third and eight, like all right, cool, you're forcing a punt. Yeah, and, and that's not even and that's not even including like twists and stunts. Um, there was a, you know, and we'll, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about, uh, you know, there were like no I, stunts last year. Yeah. It was I, very, they did like four times a game. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it with like the rest of the defense, but you know, one of the things that Ron Roberts has said, I watched a, I watched a clinic of his after the 21 season and he's talking about that. You know, he said the vast majority of the havoc we created in the pass rush was with some sort of twist or some sort of stunt, um, because his philosophy and I wrote about it uh, uh, last week when I when I wrote about Ron Roberts. It's just that his philosophy is that you're not going to have the best talent. I mean, this dude has coached at uh, Baylor is the biggest job he's been at. He's been at Louisiana. He's yeah. been at Delta State. A lot of these other smaller schools. He's like, I can't. I don't have the guys to just sit up here and say we're going to whip you one on one. So what you got to do is you got to outsmart, you got to outthink, and you got to do something like you said to make college players think more. Um, and it's like, yeah, as he says, you can't sit back in a, in a, in a normal scheme in a normal base defense and expect to win over and over again. We just don't right. have the players for that. Um, and the funny thing is about that is he says that, but you look at the, t the, the, the defenses that have the best talent in football, Georgia, Alabama, others like Georgia's is a great example. They have more talent than anybody else on defense and they still do all this stuff which makes right. them even scarier so that's a, that's the a thing you got to you get you've got to uh continue to innovate and be be uh, a step above especially if you're in a place like Auburn where you're going to recruit well but yep. you're never probably going to recruit at the peak level uh, of your biggest rivals yep no look at your rival winning two straight natties do what they're doing there's yep. um there's a reason that it works yeah i want to talk about the defensive backs i mean there's like eight or nine guys you can make the case should be a starter and obviously, that's not all going to happen. Can we play all of these guys? Ferg, let's discuss that in just a moment. Today's show brought to you by FanDuel. You can go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up today. Ferg, the Eagles, a one-and-a-half-point favorite in Super Bowl 57. Where are you leaning on this when you take oh. in the Eagles or the Chiefs? I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. I just yeah, threw, no. this, threw this on you. Uh, real quick, I, I I love this Super Bowl matchup. Oh, it's as fun. A, as a neutral, I love watching these two teams play like mm -hmm. almost all the time. So it's it's really cool to see. Um, I would say the Eagles are probably a better team, so that makes sense. But like, man, like how do you how do you you know line up for the fact that you know Mahomes and and Kelsey and and all that? It's just uh, I would probably lean Eagles because one and a half. When you're when you're betting one and a half, you're basically saying like, all right, who's going to win the game? Yeah, it's a push like, at that point. That right. rare that rare one point win, like you know, will, will could 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 yeah. mess you up. But you know, I I, I you know I I would love to see either. I mean, again, either of these teams will win. I think the Eagles have the best constructed roster and the way right. they go about things in football. And I love Andy Reid more than probably any other football coach on the planet. So um, I, I'd lean Eagles, but man, it it would be cool to see see the Chiefs get it again. Patrick Mahomes helped me win a fantasy league this year. So yes, I, I, yes, I'm going <laughs> to keep on rooting for him. So I'll, I'll take the Chiefs. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You can do that by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right, Ferg, looking at this defensive backfield, you get all your starters back and several people are projecting even a change. Um, maybe that corner opposite of DJ James, which is fascinating. So, I mean, you bring back DJ, you bring back Nehemiah, 
You bring back Donovan Kaufman. You bring back Keontae Scott. And a lot of people think Keontae Scott should probably start going into the season. Jalen Simpson, is he a corner or safety? He certainly looked better at safety towards the end of last year. How do you play all of these guys? What do you expect this rotation to look like? Are we going to see regular eight, nine guys playing DB every single game? I'm a big believer in the, you know, especially at DB. I'm a big believer in you need to be able to be too deep at every spot. Yeah. Uh, and guys that like at any point in time, you need to be ready to roll there. Um, so, yeah, when you say there's eight, nine, ten guys who could play, I'm like, yeah, you you should probably be get ready for that. You're going to have two corners. You have two safeties. And then if you go with what you know Ron Roberts has done in the past with his uh, at DB, you have that you have that star spot that 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 fifth defensive back that honestly we've seen. I mean, obviously we've seen Auburn run a nickel. You have to play the nickel. Nickel is the base defense in, in football these days. Um, and and now it's kind of getting more to where like the the extra like having six DBs back there is now the the sure. thing that you you have to do some you know more often uh, than usual. Um, but that that spot, you look at Jalen Petra, who was at um, Baylor, and then he ended up, you know, second round pick with the Texans. He's a starter there. It's a it's a DB spot where it's like, you know, there were some years at Baylor. There's, I think, two of the three years at Baylor. Like that was a, like one of their leading tackles for loss guys. Uh, not at, you know when they talk about havoc, blitzing that that extra mm-hmm. DB. You do all that kind of kind of stuff. Is going to be interesting. I think you want. I think you want a, you want versatile safeties and you want several of them uh, if you're Auburn. So like when you ask about, you know, like a guy like Jalen Simpson, yeah, maybe that's kind of more of a, a good feature for him. We'll be interested to see how much of like that, uh, that w- what has been called kind of flyover country football uh, where you play three safeties at a time. Uh, Iowa State did it a ton. TCU did it a lot this year. I wonder how much you're going to kind of see that uh, with Auburn at times this season as well, because it does help you. It makes you, prevent deep passes, but also gives you the flexibility to create a little bit more havoc down the middle, especially if you want to blitz. So uh, get them all. You need them all. Uh, and I think that was also part of the reason why Auburn looked into this this room and just said, all right, let's get as many DBs we can get as true freshmen this year as well. Not yeah. only develop them for the future, but if you can play there, there I think there will be opportunities for you. Like I know a lot of people are really high on K and Lee. Like, How could you not be? Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> turn them loose. Turn yeah. loose. I mean, you 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 need as many DBs as you can. So especially in a system where you're going to routinely see five, potentially six, and maybe you know maybe even more on some things when you talk about being able to move dudes around. What do you think about the corner battle opposite DJ James? Do you think it's Nehemiah's spot to lose? Do you think they could put Keontae there and maybe move Nehemiah inside? He's done a little bit of that. I mean. That's an interesting battle to me just because it's a new group of coaches. They don't really mm-hmm. care about what you've done. They care about what you're going to do this year. I uh, that That's probably the battle I'm most intrigued by right now. I personally like Nehemiah Pritchett more on the outside than the inside. That's mm-hmm. just – that's and I think the numbers have kind of reflected that in his career. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I do think, like – We've said it in the past. Like you need three like awesome outside corners that you're willing to put at any time. Like I think that's the key for Auburn is like, can you find only two will start, but you need three that you feel like are SEC starter caliber, and four would be awesome. But totally. like three is that is that kind of spot. So it's like, yeah, with Nehemiah. Well, like I'm sorry, Fer. Do you think Keontae is the third one, or do you think Keontae will be moved inside just to get him on the field? 
you know, that's the thing because it's that it's that what do they do with that fifth defensive back spot? Is that more of a safety that they play that they move around and, and turn loose, or is that more of a, a nickel corner? Um, because if it's a, if it's more of a nickel corner, I think it's DJ um, or DJ Keontae and Nehemiah. I think DJ Keontae and Nehemiah, like that, if that is your core group at corner, mm-hmm. and then you have that next wave of the K and Lee's and the JD rims and um, you know, all the, all these other guys coming in. JC like, Hart, baby. Let's go. JC Hart. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to always have a soft spot for JC Hart because covered him in high school, you know, right down the road of Poca. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, it, it's just like, that seems to be like, that could be your group of corners that you can lean on the most. And then like, if that, the rest is at safety, you look at Jalen, you look at um, Zion and then just see what, I mean, what else it, Donovan Kaufman, Marquise Gilbert, Craig McDonald's uh, still on uh, still on the roster. Kate Bridges and Caleb Wooden have already played. Craig McDonald. I legit forgot about him. And I loved him. I was so excited about him. He he could totally okay. make a splash. Hey, new, new, new coach and staff. And I think one of the things with this DB room that's really interesting, and we talked about it last week with with him, is that you have Zach Etheridge back, which is huge because not only is Zach Etheridge one of the best recruiters in the country. He's a good coach um, too. Yeah. He, yeah, he's a good coach and it's that familiarity. And then you bring in yeah. Crime Dog back into the picture who has a great track record experience with DB rooms in the SEC. And he's a guy that is familiar with Auburn and, and all that. So it's just that you're going to have some of that stability, some of that consistency, I think, there. But there's also, with Crime coming in, with a new defensive scheme, with a new coordinator, like there's going to be room to kind of mix and match and do some things differently. And that might be able to unlock that DB room because – you know, that's that's a crazy day. There's 19 scholarship guys in that room yeah. um, and a good bit of experience to go along with it. So, I mean, that you, you got to win. You got to win on the back end, especially in, in, in modern college football. So we'll see. We'll see how they sort it all out. But they're, they're not going to be lacking for options. Yeah, that's really the only position group right now that's built for the present and the future. Yes. On the whole roster. Yeah, right. maybe maybe you could say running back. I guess you could probably say running back there too. Running back, but, yeah, running back now at this point for sure. Mm-hmm. But with Cobb coming in, but yeah, I can't wait to see it. All right, we we hinted at it earlier, but for some reason we didn't see the defensive line stunt a whole lot. Huh. Roberts, I think that'll change Ferg. I want to get your thoughts on that in just a moment, right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Alumni Hall. Alumni Hall is the best place to buy all of your sports Auburn sports swag. Whether it's what you wear, whether you, you know, shirt, hats, jerseys, doesn't matter. Accessories, they've got all kinds of different, you know, Auburn, officially Auburn licensed jewelry and sunglasses and, and things like that. If you want to beef up your tailgate, they've got stuff there too. Drinkware, they've got everything. If it's Auburn, they can slap Auburn on something. They've got you covered at Alumni Hall. And of course, with basketball heating up, they've got all kinds of basketball swag baseball swag, softball swag. They've got it all at Alumni Hall. Their physical locations in Auburn on South College Street, Opelika, it's in Tigertown, and they've got a location in Huntsville for the North Alabama listeners um, up there. Be sure to check out our friends at Alumni Hall or online at alumnihall.com. Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. I was talking with an Auburn defensive lineman and just kind of hearing them talk about how simple what they were asked to do last year was, it doesn't sound as simple anymore. And that's, that's exciting. That's a very, very exciting thing. When you talk about stunts and actual like things being called for the entire defense, not just 
the linebackers and safeties. I think it's going to make Auburn tougher to score on in 2023, and I think we're going to need that. Oh, yeah, I'll read you a quote that I got from Ron Roberts last week. Okay. He was talking about habit rate. He says, quote, you control some of that schematically with how tackles for losses occur. Tackles for loss typically occur off D-line movement, stunts, pressure. If you're going to get them, you got to do it. If you're going to sit there in a base defense, the only way you get them is if my guy's better than your guy and whoops them and gets a tackle for loss. But the nature we play, we're going to go after it. We're going to get tackles for loss, get behind the sticks, and put us in favorable downs. There will be movement. There will be mo- there will be blitzes. There will be disguise pressures. There'll be sims, creepers, all that. You're going to get all that on this defensive line. And this defensive line room is really fascinating because there's a lot of big guys. You know, to play big with boys. all with all those linebackers and DBs floating around, you need big guys down the middle of your defense. Yep. They go get three different 300-pound defensive linemen to enter this room. Still light on guys that you would say are probably those jacks, those those like we're going to go af- after you type of edge rushers. We'll right. see how they develop that uh, moving forward. Big year for Dylan Brooks. Obviously, there's an opportunity there, uh, you know, for for uh, Keldrick for yeah for Keldrick Fault to jump in. Elijah McAllister's coming in as well. Like yeah. you've got you've got those pieces in place. But the interesting thing here, and I wrote about it last week at the Observer. You've got Ron Roberts, who two years ago at Baylor he had one of the most havoc-producing defenses in the country. They had a havoc rate of nearly, I think it was like 25%, maybe or 28%, uh, which means over one out of every four snaps they had, uh, there was something chaotic happening for the offense, which is exactly what you want. Love that. And over two, your defensive line coach, um, your, your defensive line coach, Jeremy Garrett, uh, not only does he have that experience coming from the NFL, working with guys like Miles Garrett um, and others at the Cleveland Browns, last season, his first year at Liberty, Liberty goes from a decent defensive line to one of the best groups in the country at getting after the quarterback. And you yep. look at, you know, they're number three in the country in sacks. <clears throat> you look at the guys who got on the defensive line who got sacks for them. You got a 240-pound guy, 290-pound guy, 275-pound guy, and a 250-pound guy is your top four. Like, there is a variety. You don't have to necessarily be like, the prototype uh, mm-hmm. to to get sacks in in this scheme, and so I'm I'm really really interested to see how all that works together um, this season because they got the big guys up front. It's going to be what can you do with that that edge spot, uh, and with the way they run that scheme. Maybe you just need one. Maybe you just need one or two guys to really pop. Who is that going to be? Um, but yeah, you're going to see a lot more movement, and I think that's going to be big for dudes like Marcus Harris, who mm-hmm. I think have pass rushing potential. Jeffrey Umbach, who have pass rushing potential. But the last two seasons, they were mostly kind of down the middle, run, run, plug in type of dudes. So I think we all assume that the coaching is going to set up guys to succeed more, at least put them in situations to succeed. Give me a, a guy at each level, mm-hmm. a defensive lineman, a linebacker, and a defensive back that you think will benefit from this new style of defense. Who are the winners right now as we go into spring? Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm going to go with. You know, in the DB room, I am going to pick. I mean, Keontae Scott seems to be the one that it goes for me just because I think it's that scheme where it's like, hey, can you do some of everything at, at defensive back? You're perfect for us, man. We will find mm-hmm. ways to get you on the field. We'll find ways to move you around. I do think that, you know, he can do more than just be a nickel corner. He can, do, you know, he's, he's, he's got that versatility and he played really, really well, uh, you know, right off the bat last year. So, you know, he's I'll go stud. with. I'll go with I'll go with Kansas Scott linebacker spot. Um, I uh, you know 
again, we're going back to Tolan, I think, real, real quick. I mean, obviously, they, he came in to play in this game. But it's just that that athleticism, you know, like you were talking about earlier, being able to spy Bryce Young, but also be able to be a dude who can get into the backfield and, and make plays, drop back in coverage. His that's traits, be his, yeah, DeMario Tolan's traits scream mm-hmm. all SEC linebacker to me. And defensive line, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put my, put my stamp on it here, um, and I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to Ooh. will this one uh, correct because I've, I've been kind of hit or miss recently with my breakout picks. I look at a guy like Jeffrey Embaugh, and I'm like, this has got to be it. This has got to be kind of where you can, can really thrive in a defense like this because he's big, but he's athletic. There were times last season when he got on the field and you watch him, you're like, whoa, that's you know, that's pretty special here here quickly. And I think this scheme is going to be a better fit for him because they are going to move guys around more and they are going to do some more creative things on, on the interior. And that's going to really make a guy like him, I think, take that step forward and, and be, you know, what people thought he was going to be coming out of junior college, which was the number one you know player in the country at, at yeah. his level. Um, I, I'm really high on I'm really high on him, Bob, just because I think. You know, when you when you come in and say, hey, we're going to move our defensive line, we're going to stunt, we're going to do a lot of simulated stuff and pressures like that. I think of big guys who can move really, really well. And that's definitely Jeffrey Emba. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on all of that. Ferg, you're killing it these days with basketball and football content. How can people check out everything that you've got going on? Yeah, AuburnObserver.com. It's six dollars a month to sign up or you pay 60 bucks. And you get a full year, which means that's two months free because that's how math works. Uh, or you can sign up for a, for a free trial. All of our newsletters, all of our podcasts coming straight to your inbox. So, like, if you're a subscriber today, you got a mailbag and a podcast. I wrote about Marcus Davis this week. I wrote about um, uh, uh, Philip Montgomery and Hugh Freeze trying to come together to do a new offense. I was in Texas for the basketball game. Big one this weekend against Alabama. There's a whole lot of stuff going on at the Observer, so it's a perfect time to sign up. You're getting a ton of stuff pretty much every day of the week. AuburnObserver.com. Yep, you can find all my written work at AuburnDaily.com, and we will be back tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.